Hello, friends. I'm Rebecca. And I'm Kenton. This is Rewild University's Unleash Your Life podcast. <sighs> okay, okay, Kenton, you can do this. You can do this. Yeah, I got this. Okay. Okay. Here I go. Here I go. Here I go. Okay. 20 more seconds. 20 more seconds. 20, 19, 18, 76, 3, 2, 1. Okay. What is going on in there, honey? Uh, what? What? Okay. What's going on in here? Nothing. I'm just just taking a cold cold shower. <laughs> and that's what you sound like. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, uh, I, uh, I know. What? You do these every single day, and you don't sound like a little. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say I've been taking them every day, and and actually, if you take it every day. It gets easier if you take a cold shower every day. I know, I and, know. And I, I don't want to be the nagging wife here, but every time I say, I'm going to have a cold shower, you go, oh, yeah, yeah, I've been meaning to do that. I'm going to do one today, too. And then do you? I just sort of conveniently forget. Uh-huh. Right, right. <laughs> right. Well, you know, okay, so you know, as I said, if you do one every day, it gets a lot easier. If you stop, you are on the slippery slope of comfort here. <sighs> You're going to get so comfortable, you're going to stop going barefoot. People will look at you in the summertime, and you'll have socks and shoes on, and they'll think, what happened to Kenton? Okay, let's go outside. Okay, that's... We'll have a talk. Fair. I, I think we should we should get to the bottom of this. Okay. All right. So, here it is, Becca. I'm, I'm a little embarrassed. I just sort of fell off the wagon with the cold showers and I don't know it's so easy to say hey I want to be comfortable but it's embarrassing for me because we have our forest monks here at Rewild University oh my gosh and we're asking them to do uncomfortable stuff every single day well they're volunteering to do uncomfortable things actually they're uh, paying to do uncomfortable (laughs) things (laughs) well I suppose that is going to speak to the testimony of getting out of our comfort zone isn't that funny? Yeah. That's yeah. one of the most powerful things I think that people talk about after leaving here is just how much doing things that they wouldn't normally do has changed their life. I, you well, got to tell, just tell like one or two stories about what people do here. Oh, okay. So something cold, because we're talking about cold showers. And of course, it's getting colder out. Okay. If people don't know about this, I, I'm thinking of Helen that just recently went through this and and Richard, who, it's called the Spartan Cold Fire Challenge. I love the name. I got to say, I love the name. <laughs> we pick a day that it's, it has to be, you know, at least below 40 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, I really should have my Celsius here. Another thing to be embarrassed about. I'm sorry for the rest of the world because all the rest of the world, except for the United States, is sensible and uses Celsius. But here... I'm Celsius illiterate. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. 
What I'm trying to say is that we pick this day when it is near freezing temperatures. So, you know, maybe two degrees Celsius would be perfect. Hey, I'm not totally Celsius illiterate. (laughs) (laughs) And there has to be wind and there has to be precipitation. You get those cold temperatures, the wind, the precipitation. And now we say, hey, can you take your clothes off? Oh, yeah. I think that's the greatest thing. Yeah. Well, at least down to your underwear or so. Okay. And once you are unclothed and you're starting to get cold. What happens? Your goal is to start a fire. And, of course, starting a fire when it's wet and raining and windy is difficult enough. But to do that as you're starting to go into hypothermia. Ah, definitely uncomfortable. Definitely outside the comfort zone. Yeah. So when people... character building. Character building. When they come through this, really, whether they are successful or not, they are stronger. They feel vibrant. They feel like they've done something amazing. (laughs) Which they have. Which they have, yes. And that, that sensation of having come through something like that, then when you go home to regular life and let's say you... You work for somebody and the boss is in a grumpy mood and starts kind of laying it out on you. It's hard to really get upset about that. And that goes for almost all of the little challenges we face in life. Hmm. When we've been that uncomfortable, we have a superpower almost. Definitely. It seems almost like an insurance policy. (laughs) Yeah, or at least one of those really negative situations that you can always compare things to and, hey, it looks a lot better than stripping down into hypothermia weather and trying to start a fire. (laughs) This is no problem. Right? You've got to change the tire in your car. It's just hard to get really upset about that because you've you've been there. You've done that. That's just one of the many. Oh, my goodness. There's. Yeah, we have another one where people... Fall through thin ice. I was just thinking of that one. Yeah. Self-rescue. Right. And they come out and again, try to start a fire. Equally difficult. And Oh, it sounds totally like my kind of fun. <laughs> or something. So, I, I remember you cutting holes in the ice. I, when we lived down at the farm. I have had my share of getting into the ice water. It's Indeed. actually an amazing experience. Very amazing experience. Don't go try it at home by yourself. But (laughs) anyway, I am thinking of something that you did once, which was your naked winter overnight. Okay, nearly naked winter overnight. We got to keep this, you know, PG here. Nearly naked winter overnight that you have a a video of, actually. Oh, on YouTube. Yeah, so explain what you did for that. I think it's our, I mean, it's got a million or two million views. It's probably our biggest video. And I can't believe anybody watches it because it's an hour long. <laughs> it's long for a video. <laughs> but I just I went out and I took off all my clothes except for a loincloth. And this was in the evening. So barefoot. and This is in the winter. This with is in snow. the winter with snow. And, and then tried to stay out for the whole night. And tried to get a fire and, and just survive that night without bailing out. And, and, and you didn't have gear. No gear. Like right. No knife, no fire and you didn't starters. Have shoes. No shoes. Right. You are getting wimpy. I'm getting wimpy. Oh, <laughs> I've see, it's say, true. Though, I've got to say, I remember, because you do <sighs> a lot of crazy things. 
as I'm sure those of you listening know, Kenton does a lot of crazy things. But this, this nearly naked winter overnight, it was really the only time I've ever been worried about you. Mm. And here's the thing. I just think of Kenton as sort of indestructible. And he's done so many weird, crazy things and he's survived them that I just, I don't worry anymore. But that night, you were out all night, I remember. And I remember thinking about you like, oh my gosh. But you always come back in the morning, usually fairly early. Yeah. Right? And so it's dawn and Kenton isn't here. And then it's light out, lighter out. The sun is coming up. Kenton isn't here. And then, my gosh, it's breakfast time and Kenton isn't here. And it, it goes on and on and the morning draws later and later. And I am starting to think, oh my gosh, what if he is like almost in hypothermia or he's died from hypothermia or he's at the very last edges and I never checked on him and oh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> well, it turns out, of course, what you just stopped by a neighbor's as you were on the way. He needed said, some help right. on the farm and so I just you know lent a helping hand but yeah it took me much longer than i thought of course and then i'm Ooh, sorry about that 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 was that was not nice that was crazy but if i had <laughs> my primitive cell phone i would have given you a call or something but... my my telepathy with you wasn't working that day <laughs> but here you are and and you came through it it's it's kind of interesting watch that video and and remember that night <sighs> so some of you who are listening might be thinking, why? Right? <laughs> when I first heard about all this cold shower, cold stuff, drop into an icy lake after you cut a hole in it, I thought, you people are dumb. Sounds crazy. Uh, right, because <laughs> I am, I very much was a self-proclaimed warm person. I am toasty. I do not get out of my warm sweaters and my warm socks and my warm slippers. I do not go walking outside barefoot in the wintertime. I know I probably should, but I just am not going to do it. I don't like it. Uh, and so, so why that's i want to ask that question for all of the people out there who are thinking that and another question to ask with that is why it's catching on so much Very because true. cold conditioning cold showers the stuff is pretty big right now you've got a lot of people talking about it and here's where i feel like we have to clear the water a little bit because the cold water the cold water See, that was <laughs> stupid i guess i had to go for it <laughs> Because there are a lot of voices out there that are saying cold showers in particular do this and this and this and this. And we even put out a cold shower video. That's and I right, think we truly. touted a lot of benefits. Yeah. From higher testosterone levels to uh, elevated mood, increased immune function, all kinds of, of positive benefits. And the thing is, when you look at the science, and you know, I like to read, actually go through and read you, the studies. as I say always, you are the studier, you're the researcher. You and even like to read the science-y, journal-y things. Yeah. 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 Yep. When you dig into those studies sometimes, you find that there's the, the kind of superficial takeaway. But when you look deeper, you have to question sometimes how the research was done mm. And how much of a follow-up there was with things. So when you really look at the science, there's not a ton of really good science out there supporting a lot of these ideas that it's going to 
give you better sleep. It's going to decrease inflammation. It's going to help with depression. Okay. Immune function. Okay, okay, okay. But I've got to be that person who says, but what about Wim Hof and that kind of, you know, these people who are doing this and I know Wim Hof is being studied by the science community. What about that kind of stuff? So it's not that there's no science out there. Okay. There are some studies that are showing some benefits, but the science is really just beginning here, Mm. I think, is what's happening. Tip of the iceberg. Tip of the iceberg. (laughs) And we have to remember that just because the science isn't there doesn't mean that cold is not good for us. It just means that the science isn't really there yet. Okay. So we have some studies. Most of those studies are done with higher levels of cold and longer durations of cold than we're going to get in that cold shower that is so So often being touted. You're saying that some of the studies that they're doing are studies that aren't just what your average everyday person like me is doing where I'm getting in a cold shower for 30 to 60 seconds once a day. No one's studying that. We're just studying people like Wim Hof who are swimming in the Arctic waters. Right. So Not going to do that anytime soon. <laughs> for the record, not going to do that anytime soon, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this could have been a typo, but one study was putting people into a room, and this was short duration, but... It was negative 166 degrees Fahrenheit, I think. Holy mama. Which, right, is unbelievable for this very short duration. But then we're studying blood tests. We're we're studying what happens when people are exposed to cold. And again, we're seeing some positive benefits, but more research needs to be done. And as that research is done, we're going to see, this is my prediction, that Cold really, really is good for us. Now, Wim Hof, you mentioned. Yeah. I mean, he's a pioneer, mm-hmm. and he's doing some really amazing things, and they're doing some pretty good research on mm-hmm. him and the people that he trains into his method. We won't go deep into the Wim Hof method here. That would be a completely different podcast. <laughs> but the research is, is starting to happen. Sure. I've even seen places where they're talking about with Olympic athletes and things of, of cold therapy for improved performance exactly yeah yeah so what we have is a lot of people swearing by it well so that's the thing i want to say science is great i actually i mean i love science and i'm also one of those people that sort of says i'm a little woo woo and hey if i hear a bunch of people saying oh my gosh i tried this i tried this and it happens to be a positive thing and something that isn't going to be it's not going to hurt you. So what about some of the anecdotal stuff out there? Is that to be dismissed? I don't think so. And I don't even think that's woo-woo at all. Because when we're hearing from our community, and in your case, hearing from yourself, Mm -hmm. you've done cold showers. I've done a lot of cold conditioning. (laughs) And so we know firsthand what it seems to have created in ourselves. Absolutely. I notice a difference. Of course, correlation but we see right. a difference. Does Maybe not that's equal causation. But. Exactly. Maybe it's something else that we're not seeing. But right. we seem to see correlation. And we've seen this with a lot of people that we work with at Rewild University. This is true. And I mean, I'm thinking about some of the comments we got on our cold. Oh, yeah. Those yeah. are fun. Can I? I? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you have some comments? Well, believe it or not, right here in my pocket. No way. Yeah. You just happen to be carrying those around? Is that crazy? How could that happen? <laughs> I've got some comments that oh, I pulled off. Oh, read a few. Of. Okay. So, okay. 
This is Colton. Cold showers really do work. It's crazy. Personally, when I take a cold shower in the morning, I feel more happy, focused, and at peace with myself. When I start a day with a cozy hot shower, I tend to feel more stressed with school. Mm, interesting. Okay, let me read this next one here. This is from Matthew. I take two cold showers a day, one in the morning and one in the noon. The greatest improvement I have noticed is my insomnia doesn't exist anymore, and I've never slept better. Well, that's Whoa. something. A lot of people taking drugs for insomnia. Yes. So you just okay, you started. Okay. okay. So you do this one here. Okay. <clears throat> this is a piece of tofu. <laughs> I love people's YouTube names. <laughs> this video, along with Paul Check's video and Elliot Hulse's video on cold showers, convinced me to give this a try. Just finished my first week and I actually look forward to it now. I also don't need much caffeine at all if I start my day with a cold shower. So it's been nice to cut back on the coffee. Wow. Wow. So don't need your stimulants in the morning. Just some cold water. Are we seeing a trend here? This is awesome. Here, I want to read this one from Jordan. I never, that is capitalized, never regret it. Once I take one in the morning, I feel so lethargic and almost swollen in flame from being so hot from sleeping. I feel solid and wide awake after two minutes in that icy water. Vibrant is a good word for it. Wow, this almost sounds like a drug. <laughs> <laughs> a really good one, right? Yeah, it's free. When you see it taking the place of insomnia meds or caffeine or giving these feelings of, right. of positivity. Okay, this is Shane. About 10 months ago, a colleague of mine told me about the Iceman. That's Wim Hof. And I thought, what the heck? Am I a man or a mouse? <laughs> I'm going to try a cold shower. Normally, I rise about 4 or 5 a.m., and it's often cold and dark the next morning. So I plucked up the courage, turned the temperature right down, and went in head first. My initial feeling was, well, he wrote some stuff here that sounded a little bit like me at the beginning of this one. <laughs> I even started to laugh about the ridiculous situation, self-imposed intense discomfort. Mm. Since that day, I have not taken a single warm shower by choice. Wow. I don't look forward to getting in, but I feel on top of the world when I get out. The cold shock stops me worrying about petty issues, and I feel completely refreshed, alert, clean, all cylinders firing. I now regard it as a small hill that I have to climb over when I get out of bed, but after that's done, I am invincible. <laughs> I like to approach it with a sense of humor. It's so funny. I want to dance, spin around, just put my head under and pretend it's bliss under the waterfall. After a minute, the even colder water from the underground <laughs> pipes reaches the nozzle. I feel like holding up my hands and cheering. It's a kind of ecstasy. If you haven't already, give it a try. So I love this one. I see there's one more, but I just have to say that is my feeling too. Every day I think, why am I getting into a cold shower? Why am I doing this? I'm going to be like Kenton and just pretend that I'm not. Hey, oh, I forgot today. Just... <laughs> but, but when halfway through it, I'm just so alive. And when I get out, I feel awesome. And the awesomeness carries on. I have to just say from my personal experience, Lately in my life, I've been having this where I am very tired in the afternoon, experiencing a little bit of you know, muscle, muscle tension, muscle, muscly tension. <laughs> but I've noticed if I do the cold shower kind of in the early afternoon, that 
awesomeness, it, it just, it carries through. And I don't get that same sense of fatigue. Mm. I don't get that same kind of bogging down. Yeah. So this person, I just love the way they put that right into words. I'm going to read this last one. Okay. This is the one true AJ. Cold showers have dramatically improved my skin. My once terrible acne is at an all-time low. Very minimal. Little to none. My skin is so much more vibrant. My hair is a lot softer, shinier, and manageable. Sounds like a commercial here. <laughs> and those are my number one incentives to take cold showers. Those reasons alone defeat all excuses not to take them. Cold showers are truly life-changing. It is no understatement. Wow. So this is anecdotal, but these are just some some little bits of comments. Right. I mean, they go on and on and on. And, of course, we've heard from people in emails. And, again, we get to see it with people at Rewild University when their only way to take a <sighs> bath or shower is in a cold pond or stream. <laughs> right. Absolutely. So this is so awesome. There's so many people, but I have to do the like warning here <laughs> who shouldn't be taking a cold shower is this for uh, everybody because it sounds like something everybody everybody's got cold water right everybody has access to cold water somewhere more or less more or yeah. less but so so is this something everybody can do so i don't want to sound like the just typical you know check with your doctor but check with your doctor in a way <laughs> check with your doctor <laughs> So when we do cold conditioning, we experience cold shock. Mm -hmm. This is going to, it's going to spike our blood pressure up. Our heart rate is going to increase. Definitely. So obviously, if you have a heart condition of some kind, hmm. this is not for you. Yeah. Don't try this at home without <laughs> talking to somebody first in yeah. a medical profession. And it doesn't hurt to talk to your health care giver, practitioner, prior to doing something like this anyway. Because you're sure. putting your body under some stress. And if we're living in comfort all the time, our body loses the ability to deal with stress. Right. So if we've been just immersing ourselves in, in comfort and easy living for a long time, and then we cut a hole in the ice and jump in, we might be in trouble. Yeah. So I, I guess it is wise to check with your doctor, especially if you have a doctor that you can talk to. And that's just a, a little blip here. If you don't have a doctor that you can talk to about this kind of thing, and mm. they're going to look at you like you are crazy, then find a, a doctor you can talk to. Because a doctor should be a member of your team or a, you know, a functional medical practitioner, whatever, somebody who can look at your state of your whole health and could help you work towards it if it's something you wanted. So, And that could be a whole different podcast. But finding someone that's in the medical field that you feel you can trust and will listen to you and help you make a plan. Such a good point. Doctors are not deities. There are awesome doctors out there. There are crappy doctors out there. We pay the doctors. You pay are paying them. the doctor. So make sure you like them. Find like, your yeah, awesome Yeah, one. absolutely. Yeah. Okay. That's back to their story. Okay. <laughs> so we've got science kind of there. We've got a lot of anecdotal stuff. But I feel like there is one indisputable benefit to these cold showers or cold conditioning in general. Okay. And that is getting out of our comfort zone. Ooh. Like the twilight zone, but the comfort zone. The comfort zone. And 
our whole culture is built around getting us into the comfort oh, zone. Oh, this is so true. Think of our temperature controlled everything. Temperature controlled everything. Our comfy, comfy beds. Oh, our cars, our workplaces, everything, it seems like. So, Are there even like clothes now that they're making that. Oh, our temperature. <laughs> regulated clothes. What do or they something? call them? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Climate control clothing or something. Yeah. So you can have your per- little personal climate around you. And it's almost a cult of comfort. Yeah. That. <laughs> that we have created here, which just gave me a great idea for an- another podcast. Okay. I'll talk to you about it afterwards. Okay. okay. It's a, I feel like it's with everything. I mean, it's social comfort. Don't step out of your circle of friends or don't rock the boat or don't go help somebody lest everybody look at you. It's with your food. I mean, heaven's sakes, don't try something new. Not that everybody's like that, but standard American mm. diets <laughs> like eat this, eat this. We want you to eat this. Movement, media intake, definitely all over the place. But if we think about comfort, it seems like as we strive to be more and more comfortable, we begin almost to to narrow ourselves down into this little tiny bubble where you can't go too many degrees this way or that way or you'll be uncomfortable mm-hmm. and you can't step out into this social situation because you'll be uncomfortable and you can't and pretty soon it almost seems like by striving for comfort we are training ourselves to be uncomfortable we're actually putting ourselves in more discomfort here's a standard example i sit on a super comfy couch okay and watch tv It feels really comfortable. But as I sit there on that couch, my Mm -hmm. body is slouched and it's degrading. The bones are degrading, the tendons, the muscles. Okay. This is gross. (laughs) Yeah. So my body's degrading. And when I get up, I'm probably going to feel not Mm, so good. That's true. And eventually, if I do this long enough, not even that couch is going to be comfortable anymore. My body is going to degrade so much that. My whole body aches. It's just inflamed and my joints are sore and, and I've made myself so comfortable mm. day after day after day by not moving that now I'm not even comfortable sitting in that formerly comfortable chair. Wow. I Actually, I can see what you're saying. We're, we're actually training and informing our physiology by that comfort into being uncomfortable exactly wow and we can't catch up we can try and try and try to add more and more comfort and that's the cycle we get into Mm. but the more we add the more we take ourselves down that road (sighs) wow to long-term chronic discomfort i have a wonderful little visual here for us okay picture a bullseye there's three circles okay the middle one is what I call our comfort bubble. Okay. The one outside of that is the resilience bubble. And outside of that is our overload bubble. Okay. Now, we live right in the middle in that little comfort bubble. Mm-hmm. And as long as we stay within the boundaries of that comfort bubble, we never feel uncomfortable. Mm. But here's the secret. That comfort bubble, it is not a single size. It is always either growing or shrinking. And if I sit inside of the comfort bubble, it will shrink. 
Oh. And it starts oh. to close in around me. You see? It gets I'm starting to get it. So you want to take yourself outside that comfort bubble, that comfort zone, into the resilience area. That's where you're, you call it resilience because you're building resilience and you're building in the ability to be comfortable in a wider variety of environments, whether it be temperature or it be movement or it be social interactions. The more you step out, the more you expand, actually, your comfort bubble kind of becomes bigger and bigger and bigger because you're more comfortable in more extreme environments. Exactly. Okay, it's, let's say, 70 degrees out and there's... There it is again. I'm stuck in Fahrenheit. <laughs> Nobody's going to understand what I'm talking about because so many of our people are in. All right. I'm going to learn Celsius. Mark okay. my words. Okay. It is a warm summer day with a little breeze. I'm warm in a, in a let's say, a long sleeve shirt. Okay. And here I am in that comfort bubble. If... I just wear my long sleeve shirt, then my comfort bubble shrinks and shrinks and shrinks. And I get to the point where the spread of degrees that I'm comfortable in mm-hmm. becomes less and less and less over the years. Mm-hmm. And we see this in older people who need it to be really, really warm all the time in their room. And if it fluctuates a degree or two, mm-hmm. they are in extreme discomfort. Now, if I take off that shirt, okay, then I might be a little uncomfortable. I've moved out into my resilience bubble. Now my comfort bubble starts to grow outwards. Right. My resilience bubble also grows outwards. There's that overload bubble out there. Yeah, I want to hear about that. Right. So we'll talk about that in a moment. But, but both of those grow at the same time. Hmm. And then I become by being uncomfortable, hmm. I become more, more comfortable. comfortable. Oh, it's so silly. So our forest monks, they can have a spread sometimes of from a rather chilly autumn day with the wind blowing to a hot summer day and be in their shorts and bare feet. And they're comfortable in that entire I, spread. I have really noticed that with them here. It's fun to watch people arrive and see the clothing and gear they have and watch as two, three weeks go by. And all of a sudden you see them, he's like layers of, of clothing, like petals falling off of a flower. <laughs> yes. And then they achieve this state where, oh, I don't know, I, I can't remember who it was, but I feel like I only ever saw them in their pair of shorts, right? It was <laughs> ever. Like, ever. That was it. It was like, this is how I am. And Rainy be, and cold, right, exactly, sunny and hot. Exactly. Here I am in my shorts. And, wow. And comfortable. Right. So can you tell me about the overload bubble? The overload bubble is only of relevance to those of us that are hearing this and saying, oh, yeah, I'm going to just, I'm going to cut a hole in the ice and sleep under the ice. (laughs) That is not going to be your next video. (laughs) No. So we can take it too far. Right. And as that resilience bubble grows, you know, the overload bubble gets pushed out further and further. But it's, it's a remembrance that if you have been living in a state of comfort, Don't plunge into extreme discomfort all the way. You can increase your comfort bubble 
and resilience bubble just by stepping the tiniest bit, the Mm -hmm. tiniest bit outside that comfort bubble. So this is baby steps. Baby steps will make strong, slow, but strong, progressive growth. Lasting growth. Yes. Presumably, as long as you don't go backwards. So, for example, with the cold shower, I could start with a warm shower and... For the last however many seconds I can stand it, I just turn the water cool. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, I feel that. And then I get out. And the next day, maybe I stay in a little longer or I turn it a little cooler and I go gradually, gradually. I don't necessarily have to go jumping, as that person said, head first <laughs> exactly. into the cold shower. Yeah. Use those circles. Those have been helpful to me because it helps me to remember that they're always growing or shrinking. Because I've slacked off on my cold showers for a long time, uh-huh. now I've shrunk my yeah. my cold comfort bubble. Definitely. And we have these bubbles for all those things you talked about. Social one is a huge one for most people these days. Yes. As we start to relying on texts and Facebook and messaging and stop talking to people face-to-face, we become less and less comfortable. Our bubble shrinks, shrinks, shrinks until when we have to speak to someone face-to-face, we can get pretty scared. Oh, or even call someone on the phone to find out, are you open for business today? What are your hours? That becomes hugely uncomfortable. Yeah. I do remember one of our students that was here with us mentioned, he said, I feel really uncomfortable if I don't have my cell phone because if I'm in a situation where I think I might have to talk to a stranger, if I just pull out my cell phone, then everyone will leave me alone and I won't have to communicate. Yes. And that is scary. So... I'm going to keep my cell phone and just pretend like I'm doing something on it. He had good awareness that he was using it as a social shield. Most of us aren't that honest with ourselves, but we have a lot of shields up. And so there's a lot of fear and anxiety when it comes to social connection. And social connection, which I'm sure we'll talk about at some point, is so vital in another podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Right, because we don't want to go on that. (laughs) Okay, we... Station break. All right. Isn't that kind of sound they make? That was pretty good. I don't know where that came from. Wow. It just must be in my subconscious. Okay. Because this podcast is brought to you by North Winds Wilderness School. And they are bringing people into discomfort in amazing, cool ways all the time. They're based in Siren, Wisconsin, not too far from us. Right. And they teach, I mean, Blake... Greg, they are some of the best teachers of, of primitive skills that they I've ever seen. They really have their heart into it, and they love what they do. It, it's incredible to go out with them because they are always learning, too. That's the thing I get from them when I go out is let's all share. And, and they have so much knowledge yeah, if they can learn something new, they're like, oh my gosh, okay, yeah. like, I'm going to tell me everything you know, okay, I'm going to find out more about this. And it's just really neat to be around them. They're a very receptive group of people, too, that really are encouraging. I'm just going to mention one of their classes because it really pertains. It's this moccasin class where people sit down and they're going to take hours and hours mm. to build their own leather shoes essentially their own leather footwear and so you have the mindfulness that it takes and the patience Mm. that it takes to sit down that long and apply yourself to a single project wow and then you've created something that usually you have to go out and buy Mm -hmm. right that's another aspect of comfort we just get to go buy everything we want we don't make anything 
And then when you wear them, it's almost like going barefoot mm. and your feet are getting to get out of their comfort zone and get stronger as they start to get to move over the ground and feel texture and wow. your toes are free again, your ankles and <sighs> ligaments and tendons. So these guys are doing great stuff. If you're in the Twin Cities, Minnesota area or Wisconsin, consider attending one of their classes. Oh, there's, they, they do stuff for people from all walks of life. It's going to fit any budget. Foraging, tracking, primitive hunting, awareness, nature connection. So many things they are offering. If you're not in the area, you can, of course, still check them out online. You can see their website at northwindswildernessschool.com. They've got a Facebook page, Northwinds Wilderness School. And uh, yeah, email. Yeah, Northwinds Wilderness School at Gmail. And they have a YouTube channel too. They absolutely I'm do. I'm sure you can find that through their website. A lot of good stuff on there. Of course, we also have to say we are here because of our patrons. Oh, we love you all and thank you so much. You continually amaze us and inspire us and keep us going. All of you are so treasured. And what can we say? This podcast is here because of you as well. If you want to become a patron, go to Patreon slash Rewild University and you can become part of what we're doing here. And of course, remember to visit our website, rewildu.com. You can learn all about our online classes, our Forest Monk program here that we've been talking about, seminars we're going to be doing. Yeah, video mentoring. Oh, so oh, much. All sorts of stuff, so <laughs> feel free to check it out. Well, I love to say this. It is time for you to unleash your life. Yes. Yes, you. I'm pointing at you. I know it's not okay to point, but you can't see me doing it, so. <laughs> we want to give you actionable steps that you can take so that you can start to get out of your comfort zone into your comfort zone. Well, obviously, cold okay. showers, okay. number one number here. One. Cold showers, <laughs> gotta say it. Okay, you were the self-proclaimed warm oh, baby. I Tell hated us them. How do you start taking okay. cold showers and get to enjoy it? Okay, so you were doing the cold showers and you were walking around barefoot in the snow and you were always saying, Becca, you got to try this. And I thought, all right, I will never do that. So then I'm not sure what it was, but I just thought, how can I live my whole life and never try this, right? And I just kept hearing you talk about how good you felt and I thought, I'm going to just do it one time. And of course, some of it was that we have two little girls. And at that, time they, at that time, they were younger. And I thought, wait a second. What am I teaching them? That if it's going to be uncomfortable, you shouldn't do it. Mm. And so I remember the day I got in the shower the first time. And I started whooping and hollering and singing oh, and dancing. Yeah. And I'm I like, yeah, that. yeah, I'm alive. <laughs> And they came and they were standing there looking at me and they started laughing and giggling and they thought, what is mom doing? <laughs> and I felt so happy and so invigorated and so alive. And when I got out, I wasn't cold. That's the thing. You go in and it's cold. But when you get out, you're not cold. Not the way you are when you get out of a warm shower. And I just thought <laughs> there is something here. So I figured... It's that sort of, hey, if you've never had this food before, just give it one try and taste it. How do you know you don't like it if you've never tried it? And that's the first thing I'd say is just try it once. 
And it can be those slow baby steps. You don't have to go full blast cold. I did. It was kind of fun. (laughs) And I liked that. That's my personality. But you can just turn the water to cool after your warm shower. See how it feels. Mm. Notice it. Make yourself a little guinea pig and be an experiment. You know, as as long as you are open-minded and you haven't already decided before you step in because it really is a lot about a mind game. It's what you think. And I'll I'll be totally honest. There are days I get in the shower and I'm like, holy mama, this is cold. What am I doing? <laughs> but I still feel great when I get out. And there's days when I get in and I think, oh, this is so easy. Why can't this be colder? <laughs> so every day is different. But don't decide ahead of time that you already know what it's like. Give it a chance each and every time you do it. Mm-hmm. Number two. This is a tough one because it's a social one. Ooh. We all have this person in our life. You know who it is. Oh, I know that person. <laughs> and it's that person that we know we need to go and talk with. Resolve something. Uh, make up. Whatever right. it is. An apology on your part or a question. Hey, this is how I'm feeling. I don't understand what happened. Mm-hmm. And go and do it. If nothing else... It's going to be a complete disaster and you're going to grow from it. Right. You're going to get uncomfortable. You're going to get uncomfortable. And that means you're going to grow. Right. On the positive side, you might change something that has been lingering there. (sighs) This is where it's weird. Some things can be uncomfortable, Mm. you know, letting something sit there. But it feels more uncomfortable. It feels kind of comfortable just to let that sit there because we have too much fear to go into it. But sometimes by plunging into the discomfort like that, we can relieve a chronic discomfort in our lives. Absolutely. It's almost kind of when you think of your kid and you've done something like, oh, I broke my mom's lamp and I don't want to tell her. And she has, she noticed and you go on and on until finally you're like, okay, I broke your lamp. (laughs) And then you're just like, oh, (laughs) I feel so much better. Right. But truly it's going to be a growing experience no matter what happens. Three, this is called fast and replace. Okay. And that, I'm guessing, doesn't have to do with running and movement (laughs) or something like that. It means taking one thing in our life that is is a comfort thing for us. So maybe you wake up in the morning and you watch the news in the morning. That sounds pretty normal. (laughs) Whatever your thing is. And you are going to... Just for one day, fast from that, say, I'm not going to do that, Ah. but here is the key. You have to replace it with something very positive. Hmm. So I sit down in front of the TV. I watch the morning news. Tomorrow morning, I'm going to not turn on the TV. Wow. And I'm going to sit down, make a date with my daughter, son, wife, neighbor, whoever it is. I'm going to sit down. And have a glass of tea with them and have a meaningful conversation. Mm, so you're replacing what you did usually that was comfortable for you with something a little uncomfortable mm-hmm. and different. It could be it could be uh, watching I'm gonna Okay. I'm gonna say it, watching positive news somewhere. Could you <laughs> Watch go somewhere positive? for positive news? I'm like that little angel that you wanna flick off your shoulder. Can I stop with the positive news all the time? <laughs> So you could do something that seems completely contrary. Go yes. watch positive news. 
Yeah, so you're breaking out of your mold. Yeah, or get out and move. Go for a walk. Yes, that would be a great one. Or maybe try some yoga or something. And then the very important thing is after that, to compare and contrast. Say, how did I feel from that Mm. as compared to doing my usual comfortable thing? Interesting. And then you're going to learn from that experience. And comes down to that awareness again. Awareness. Awesome. So I guess the last thing going to hear us say this a lot, but stay on your rewilding journey. Stay the course or get started on it if you feel like you aren't. Although if you're listening to this, you're already on it. You are starting. This is a step in the right direction. Rewilding has a lot to do with discomfort. Oh, absolutely. And I'm going to use the word success very broadly here in meaning feeling fulfilled in life. Okay. But Those of us who really feel fulfilled in life, it's usually because we have delved into discomfort. Yes. If you sit in comfort all the time, our life is not going to excel. It's not going to reach our goals. It's not going to explore new territory. It's just going to sit in the same patterns and ruts day after year after The rewilding things that we do, movement, diet... Getting out into nature, trying some hard skills, building a fire. I mean, there's so many different parts to rewilding. Rewilding your mind is a huge one. Where you go with your mind about what happens and what comes into your life. All of those things ask us to become our best self, to examine, right? This is about questioning and about what are you going to answer and what are you going to choose are you going to choose the path that you know would make you feel the greatest (laughs) and sometimes that path is through a whole mess of uncomfortable oh yeah remember to visit rewildu.com that's r-e-w-i-l-d-u.com for more resources to unleash your life thank you all so much for listening This is here because of you. We are sending love to you all. Thank you all. We are so grateful. And I'm going to make you get in the cold shower now. So let's go. Okay. Come on. Here I'm going to say it. Tomorrow, cold shower. Tomorrow? Uh, Right uh, now. Right uh, now, buddy. Oh, no. Let's go. Come on.